0: Welcome to Reverend Testimony. Um, We have been off the air for a hot minute. We are back. I'm pretty sure this is the only um, podcast we are going to do before the election. It is, what, Saturday the 24th, 2020? Mm -hmm. I'm here. I'm, of course, Travis. I'm Rachel. And we have our very special repeat guest, Sarah Burris of rawstory.com, here to talk with us. And uh, Sarah, one thing... Hey! <laughs> One thing we've promised ourselves and our listeners is we are not going to get into horse race stuff and talk numbers and states and all that crap. Because no
1: polling, no. I don't give a shit. Yeah, none of it.
0: You can find that anywhere and everywhere. Um, Just
1: turn on MSNBC if right, you want that. Right, right. I'm not doing it.
0: Right, um, but we we do want your take um, on Joe Biden because we're <laughs> going way back way, like four or five years back when we talked before, we know that you were a big uh, is it fair to say Joe Biden fangirl? I mean, you did have a Joe Biden fan page, right?
2: I still have Motivational Biden, which you can find at motivationalbiden.com Okay Um, And uh, the reason we started Motivational Biden was during the first shutdown in 2013 when um, I was doing freelance stuff and could kind of work from anywhere, any bar, any coffee shop. And, um, but when the government shut down, a bunch of my friends who do stuff for, um, for the federal government who are non-essential workers were basically just sitting in bars all day being depressed. Mm. And (laughs) so I would get text messages being like, Hey, we're at St. Arnold's. If you want to come down and sit here and be depressed with us. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, and so we would just, you know, drink and commiserate and tell jokes. And at one point we started talking about, um, you know, Joe Biden would never think that you are non-essential. He would always think that you were an essential worker. <laughs> <laughs> and, I think that's
0: fair. Yeah.
2: Um, and that sort of spawned into this whole conversation of, you know, if Joe Biden could call every single federal worker, he would and tell them it's going to be okay. And, so we started Motivational Biden as a way to just create memes for people telling them how awesome they are and what a great job they're doing. And, um, and then it, you know, the Obama-Biden bromance memes started happening. Yeah. And so it kind of evolved into that. And then it really took off. And now I've got like 100,000 fans on this page. <laughs> wow. and I'm like, I don't, know, I don't know what to do with it. And I don't really have a whole lot of time to play around with it because, you know, it's really it's election time and, um, you know, like I'm Have working you tonight. Gotten more
1: fans or any feedback since he became the nominee.
2: Not a lot. I mean, most of the people who join the page are, um, are just hardcore Obama, Biden people. And so they just get excited, you know, whenever I create something funny and, um, and occasionally like I'll go back and repost some of the, the better, romance means and especially when things are like really hard like during the initial part of the COVID stuff you know people just need something that's funny and that will make them feel good yeah so I was kind of using it for that and just trying to make people laugh again and um and uh I did do one for the the debate. Um, where it was Trump saying that he got, he has an email from a Nigerian prince proving <laughs> that Joe Biden owes him $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he just keeps talking about, you know, like I have these emails, I have these emails and we all know that they're just completely fake emails. And so it's like, you know, I bet they're from he has a bunch of emails from a Nigerian prince too. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Well, he certainly has them for, you know, it's, male extension pills or whatever that is I'm sure
3: right
2: like that
0: too well, but um so. yeah i but. mean i don't know if we want to get into the hunter biden stuff it just all seems very silly to me when i when i whenever these scandals come out these supposed scandals that fox hyperventilates about and gateway pundit and all those people i i do try to dig in at least see what they're alleging and like there's the o- o- obvious Russian compromise stuff like, oh, the kid, we found kitty porn on this laptop that w- it was dropped off, you know, like that nonsense. But then they got very excited over this, this, these messages with this business partner. And, and it, what it says is nothing. What it says is they pursued a deal in China and Biden may, Hunter may have asked Joe for some advice and that's a scandal because something. <laughs> yeah. Can
1: you <clears throat> leaving out the QAnon stuff? Um, what is the actual truth behind what it? What are they mad about? I don't really understand. They are just mad about Hunter no. Biden being a part of this like board for this company.
0: Well, yeah, well, that goes back and, to the Ukraine. That's something else.
2: And that got Trump impeached. Yeah, Yeah, so there are two different scandals here, and they're kind of trying to merge them all into one. And um, the thing that a lot of these conspiracy theory people seem to gravitate to, and the thing that they seem to talk a whole lot about, is pedophilia. And I do not understand why these people are so obsessed. Yes. And I just feel like no normal person thinks about pedophilia that much. And that really makes me uncomfortable and feel weird. Well, but it, it makes me
0: uncomfortable because we, we know how these people project everything, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, whenever and it's
0: like, Trump or one of these people is talking about a scandal or taking money from the Chinese or embezzling money, it's like, well, that's exactly what they're doing.
2: Right. And you go back to the Pizzagate days, um, you know, which is that pizza place down the street for me, which has, I will say, very, very good pizza, incredible sauce
0: common pink um
2: yeah and um and that is really a family hangout it's it's a very cool like neighborhood place that people bring their kids all the time and they don't even have a basement and they were talking about <laughs> it was just like, like the alamo this... peewee looking for his mom. yeah <laughs> it was so crazy and um, do people and so still go kind of... there like did it is it still a family restaurant that people go to? Oh, God, yes. So, okay. whenever that whole thing happened and then the gunmen came, the neighborhood rallied around them like you would not believe. And they just had this over, they had lines around the block. And it was okay. just people Good. just trying to go there just to like buy something to make sure that the owners knew that they still, you know, that they still loved them and they were grateful. Okay. Um, and I still order their meatballs every couple of weeks, you know, for delivery. Um, so it's, I mean, it's just such a sweet place. They're obviously the, the ping pong tables aren't open because the, um, the COVID stuff and they mostly, they just have the, the, their front doors are like giant garage doors. And so they just open those up and try and create as much air on the patio and stuff. So it's not as big, you know, there can't fit as many people in there anymore, but it's still so lovely. But that's that kind of, you know, you, you take these very sweet, People and places, and you try. They try and turn them into these just horrific conspiracy theories. Yeah. And
0: well, the dumbest the thing. First- correct me if I'm wrong, Sarah. About the comic ping pong deal was that what the QAnon armed QAnon guy showed up with a gun, said, I, "I'm here to free yeah. the child slaves," and they actually were like, "Well, you can come in and look everywhere," and and they they basically allowed him to search or gave him a tour of the whole premises and he's like oh uh, my bad <laughs> right yeah and then it still didn't yeah. stop anything when he he got arrested came out publicly and said yeah it turns out there are no child slaves in at Comet Ping Pong after all like that didn't stop the online QAnon people
2: yeah that's what's so crazy is well, it I mean like one of their I'm own people by
0: truth but I, I'm really glad we're talking yeah. about this Sarah because it, it's become evidently clear that just like the tea party in 2008 like republicans are fully embracing this like this is this is their like fundraising um boon this is going to be like QAnon and the gop are basically one in the same going forward now and post trump certainly
1: mm-hmm. well sarah was yeah, going to explain absolutely. to me what it is that they're what is it
2: you were explaining. so the first the first conspiracy is that um that hunter biden um who was on the board of this energy company um and that he like just the fact that he was on the board of this energy company bothers everybody <laughs> okay and,
0: because of uh, nepotism of all things from trump supporters yelling about
1: i mean it is right. nepotism that he's on the board right that's true probably we actually
3: don't
2: know that we, we i mean don't he's not really qualified because... is that true I don't know if he's qualified or not. He works okay. for an international, essentially what is an international lobbying firm. Okay. And um, and I know that he had, uh, I know that his brother Bo had lots of international relations from whenever he worked. Um, he did a bunch of, of um, it wasn't state department work, but it was like, you know, like post Kosovo, whenever they were kind of coming out of the war um, and setting up governments and stuff. He was one of the advisors on the board there. And so I wonder the degree to which the family just has a lot of international relationships. yeah. And if Hunter Biden just used those relationships that they have as a family to, you know, parlay that into a, um, a board position, but right. he works for an international firm um, so I assume that all of his relationships are coming from that. And can, can,
0: can I just uh, interject though?
3: Okay.
0: Because the idea that bo- members of an energy company's board are what experts and philanthropists, and like they're all people who know people and have influence. Yeah, that's all
2: it is. Like every, we don't have
0: every board member of every big company is that.
1: I mean, yeah. I don't know if like that that's would, true. Like, if you look at our board for the company that we work for, it is literally, like, top industry experts who have retired.
0: But if we were an oil conglomerate?
2: Yeah. Hard to say. Oil companies don't have that, like, experts. They have people, they have employees who are those experts, but mm-hmm. they don't put them on the board because the people on the board don't really do the day-to-day operations. They're they're about getting capital for the company. Right.
0: I'll, right. But just what kills me is the Trump kids and Trump yelling about nepotism because maybe know, right? Biden got a board, a cushy board position because of his name. And like, you're going to
2: complain about that? Ivanka? Really? And yeah, Don Jr.? And that's, thing, that's one of the things that drives me crazy that Biden hasn't said. I mean, he's talked about he, he, has, he made an announcement last year where he said, no, no person in my family is going to have a job in the White House. Nobody is going to have an office. I think he said an office in the White House. Um, so, you know, like nobody's going to be on the payroll. Nobody's going to have a job the way that Ivanka and Jared do. And then, you know, Don Jr. for the campaign and um, I mean, and at and this Eric point, and,
1: like pointing out hypocrisy is just like.
2: Child's I know Right.
1: Play. It's just like what's the point? There's no point in even pointing it out because it's just so rampant that like every yeah. time they do anything it's in some way hypocritical, but that's the least of my worries usually is how hypocritical they're being. Um Okay, so he got this position and he didn't deserve it.
2: Maybe and then
1: or maybe, right? They think he didn't deserve it. Okay, so then what? That's not the scheme, um, right? It's part of it. No, I mean
2: it it Kind of was the first part of the scandal, and then they really tried to find some way that they could find somebody to talk shit about Je- um, Hunter Biden um, in Ukraine, and then they, you know, basically blackmailed the president of Ukraine to try and say that there was some impropriety or some scandal that was going on there, right. and that's what ultimately ended up in Trump being impeached. They then took that stuff and have tried to. I mean, they really have tried to come up with more and more out of this. And that's where the laptop comes in is they they swear that like a year ago, over a year ago, somebody brought in a laptop into a Delaware computer shop to be repaired. And that this computer shop owner found, um, you know, all these sketchy things on it. And first it was just like, you know, there are these emails that say all this stuff. So first of all, a computer shop owner would never start going through somebody's emails, right? There's you no know? reason
0: for them to do that,
1: <clears throat> right? Like yeah, that's a be... pretty big violation
2: of your privacy. Um, secondly, the um, the story that all of this is about, like, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But when the the story about the laptop was handed to Fox News, Fox News wouldn't go anywhere near it. They said, this is not, we can't confirm this. We can't, this doesn't seem, this seems sketchy, and we're not reporting on this. So the fact that Fox News would (laughs) do this story just lets you know, and then they took it to the New York Post, and nobody at the New York Post wanted to put their name on the story. The only people that were willing to do it was a former Sean Hannity staffer who went over to the New York Post and another staffer who didn't even know her name was going on the story and was furious when she found out about it. And she didn't even do anything for the story. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and this, what's been interesting about the... And what this they found story that, the that edit, they published was that
1: Hunter Biden's they laptop were, had been found and there was kitty porn on it?
2: Well, the first part of it was that they said there were a whole bunch of sketchy emails that were... that. Said that Joe Biden was helping him, I don't know, do something, do
0: some business thing, something, something.
2: And what they found out about it from the metadata of these so-called emails is the emails were sent after Hunter Biden left the board of Burisma and after the laptop was turned into the, the guy <laughs> who worked on it.
1: Oops. Got it. Okay. So
2: one of the FBI agents that has done commentary on this, uh, on M S N B C, Frank Verglizzi, said that he doesn't necessarily think that this is the Russian GRU that is creating this propaganda because it's that sloppy. Oh. he was like this. It's is like so it's like perfect. a it's like
0: a Rudy job himself, like he hired Jacob Wall or something to do it.
1: It it's just like, like somebody was me. like, hey, my grandkid, send some emails and make it look bad. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, oh, those emails just got sent.
2: So exactly. And okay. this is something that um, I think Rudy, the way that Rudy describes it is he got the laptop from Steve Bannon. So this is like <laughs> Steve Bannon, Rudy there's Giuliani. No, there's no red flags here at all,
0: Sarah. I don't I don't understand right? why people are suspicious of this whole chain of custody of this laptop.
2: Well, then, when the email scandal didn't go anywhere and they couldn't get anybody to report on that, then they started saying there was kitty porn on it. But right? <laughs> except they didn't say kitty porn, what they said is that Hunter Biden has pictures of him with young women on the laptop. And it's like, well, he has three daughters. You don't even know how many pictures of me that there are that of me being naked in a bathtub. I was a oh, year old. same. but The headline, right, is... Sarah Burris photographed naked in a bathtub. <laughs> as a child. Right?
0: Yeah, I haven't seen that headline yet, but I'll definitely keep my eyes peeled for it, Sarah.
2: <laughs> right? I, I haven't seen those pictures in a long time. I'm sure my mother has them somewhere. But um, I mean, there's a picture of me in a bathing suit in the backyard as well. So, mm. you know, as like a three year old. So there are lots of these photos where you're just like, yeah, I have a whole bunch of pictures of young children on my laptop. Um, My nieces and nephews. Right. Um, Same. And
0: Ron Ron Johnson's out there saying it's kiddie porn because he's a
2: detestable. Exactly, because he's just an ass. So that was how that then evolved. And now they're trying to say there's some kind of China thing. Um, (laughs) And Trump can't decide how much money Hunt Joe he's trying to say that Joe Biden made money off of China, mm-hmm. which is totally inaccurate and I think what was what they were trying to do is do a business deal in china mm-hmm. um through hunter Biden's firm right and um and I don't think I don't know that Hunter Biden really had anything to do with it, but the firm, I think, got the contract, and the firm was paid for their contract, yeah. And so none of that money, like, went to Hunter Biden, much less Joe Biden.
3: Yeah.
0: But it's a what, what national their, body, The sir. only angle I saw, because I read the both Wall Street Journal posts, the one by Kim Strassel in the opinion section, and then later that night, the hard news section that said there's nothing here. And their their linchpin was this Tony Bab- Babalewski or whatever his name is. He, mm-hmm. The linchpin of their big scandal was... We tried to do this deal in China. It didn't make any money. Although I think Hunter Biden may have made money, and he always told me that he his dad definitely advised him. And like that's that that's the scandal. And I'm I'm like, well, what is the scandal now? Are you trying to say like this? This is when Biden was vice president? No, this was in 2017. Okay. Um,
1: Well, like you're not allowed to call your dad for advice.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't, I literally don't understand what.
1: Like, what the is, scandal is, is. Is there a scandal if he asked Joe Biden for advice? Like, in, I mean... The
0: only no. way you could twist that into anything that looks like a scandal is because Bi- Joe Biden has repeatedly said, I, I have never advised or been involved with any of Hunter Hunter's business stuff. And if you can prove that he consulted Hunter, then you could say he lied about that, but like, and?
1: I mean, unless he's consulting his son to break the law, that would be the only way that you could really get in trouble is like, oh, I can, yes, I gave him advice and my advice was here's clever ways yeah. to get around the law. Like, yeah. then you would be in trouble. Well, they're not Just even, like, they're not
0: even claiming there's any hey, law hey dad, broken. what do
1: I do here? What they're
0: saying are you the know. the Bidens tried to make this deal to sell influence but Biden wasn't in office, and in 2017 the president was Trump, and the head of every agency was a Trump loyalist. So right. what so influence? So if
1: you want to sell influence, you're look, you're barking I, up I your mean, you know, tree.
0: maybe if he said, "Hey, look, I'll probably be president by 2021, and then you can have all the influence if you help my kid Hunter make some money." Like <laughs> that's that's pretty fucking dubious. Yeah,
2: I mean, particularly knowing that. Uh, the sketchy things that the the Trump children have done to get trademark. Oh yeah, um, yeah, it's always proje- it's always projection with them
0: because they they know those investigations are coming, uh, as of January twenty twenty one, and they want to muddy the waters yeah. enough to take the heat off them. That's one play, of course.
2: But my favorite thing about Trump and the China thing is that he can't figure out how much money um, Hunter Biden made off of it. He keeps changing it to i think at first it was um 10 million dollars then it became 500 million dollars and at one point That's he even said billion yeah. Oh. yeah
0: you made a billion dollars so, off of china it's like i don't think china gives away billions of dollars like that generally yeah, speaking
2: particularly not a company like there's no contract that you would ever get Maybe if you were assassinating somebody, a country would give you a billion dollars. Well, uh, probably hard. not.
1: People would do it for a lot cheaper than that. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: but back to the Burisma thing for a second. The the big thing, the the big Republican talking point was that remember there was this this shady prosecutor in the Ukraine named what was it Shokin, um, and they they said okay, well the the Bidens pressured this guy to not investigate Burisma because Burisma was doing all this illegal stuff. They've never explained what that was. And to protect Hunter Biden, the problem was it was the exact opposite, is that this guy was not investigating any corruption, and that's why everybody wanted him gone, and Joe Biden led that charge. It, it is, like, really unfortunate coincidence that his son was on the board of a company in Ukraine while this was happening, but the they, they got rid of the prosecutor for the opposite reason of what they're claiming.
2: Exactly. So, the prosecutor that they've been um, talking smack about is a guy that they said, um, you know, has basically been fang, pay, playing favoritism to, them yeah. to uh, in corruption stuff. So, it's not just like the Burisma thing, it's like there's a whole slew. There, like corruption is crazy in Ukraine, and that's the reason that um, Zelensky was elected. Is he ran on a on a campaign of anti-corruption, right? And so, the fact that he was risking his entire political career to stand up to the president of the United States and say, "No, I'm not doing anything corrupt," I think just shows an enormous amount of bravery and um, and you know, so like that whole. Uh, Thing in general just amazes me that a political leader would be willing to stand up to the president of the United States. It just blows my mind. But the prosecutor in that case, um, you know, was basically just pe- playing favoritism and only prosecuting certain people, and mm-hmm. that was one of the reasons that um, that they the, the international community in general thought that um, there were problems with with that guy and corruption, and they it was it was mostly like European Union and and American allies and um, those folks who were demanding that this prosecutor be, that they get rid of him. And it was Joe Biden who basically delivered the message from the international community. It wasn't even like from the United States. It was kind of a like a.
0: Which would be pretty blatant if you were protecting your kid, (laughs) right?
2: Right. Um, I mean, that's the crazy thing is that. He he did all of this knowing full well
0: yeah, that that it could that like if, they could connect these weird dots in a way. You'd think if he was that nefarious, he'd be like somebody else has to, I you know, it can't look like I was a part of this.
2: And the thing about Joe Biden that so many Republicans in office know who worked with him is that he's really above board and he's he's an, he's an incredibly ethical guy, and he always tries to do the right thing. Like you hear this from people like Lindsey Graham. Um, even Chuck Grassley, like there are a lot of, of Republicans that Biden has just always been really nice to, even though he disagrees with them, and the fact that he's nice to them and like asks them about their family and shit like that, like it, they just have a really high opinion of him. So Ron Johnson's really kind of an outlier um, mm. on this stuff, mm. and if you look at the people that are aligning themselves with Johnson, are are the new. Um, super conservative, crazy, teabagger, QAnon people in the House. They're not, um, you know, they're not long, lifelong Republicans who have worked in the party for a long time because most of those people in the the House are gone at this point. Yeah. So it's just the whole scandal is very contrived, and it... um,
1: I just don't even understand why people are so upset. Like, nothing that you have said... Even if true, is that upsetting?
0: Well, I, I can explain it, I think. Um, if we go back to Hillary's emails, how many, <laughs> how many people did we even know personally or overheard in a bar in Tampa say, oh, that Hillary, she's, she's crooked because of something something emails? Yeah. If you pinned those people down today or back then or at any point and you said, can you explain to me the Hillary Clinton email scandal? it would be like, uh, she had a server and something, but it sounds bad, right? Like, there's not a human on Earth outside of, like, the fever swamps that – like, the QAnon types that could try to even explain what supposedly Hillary Clinton did wrong, but – it was enough of a din picked up by the mainstream media, right? Especially the New York Times. We know how bad they were at that. Just like emails, 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 emails. Wow, that sounds bad. It must be corrupt in some it must way. Must be really bad. I don't. I don't understand it. But there's something there, and that's what they're trying to do. They, if they keep pumping this Hunter Biden corruption thing, it doesn't have to make sense. You don't have to have the facts. You keep hearing it, and you don't really pay attention, and you don't really dig into any of the details. Like it sticks in your head, and you're like, "Well, well that Hunter Biden is corrupt. I don't like corruption. Eh, maybe I'll just vote for Trump again, right?" Like, it, Sarah, I think that has got to be the the strategy here, right?
2: Yeah, that's absolutely what I think it is. I mean, because if you look at um, the only sketchy thing that Hillary Clinton did is have an email server in her basement that she used, um, that she basically used occasionally for communications, mm-hmm. even if it was like government related that wasn't a law when hillary clinton first took over um as secretary of state they didn't have email government rules they did um subsequently like i want to say toward the end of her reign at the state department um but it is absolutely a rule now that you have to be using government emails for government communication which pompeo is yet, not
0: and ivanka is not and nobody
2: talks about exactly. anymore
0: because it's not interesting anymore
2: that's the thing. That's the thing that really, really bothers me is it's very, very much a rule. It was a huge part of the campaign and yet Trump's people are still refusing to use government emails because they know that they can be um If they can you can do a Freedom of Information Act request on these emails. Right. Which and is so why they you they want to use these, them. Exactly. That's why they want all of these communications off the books, because there's something there that they're doing that's nefarious. Um And I just, it's unbelievable to me that after that campaign, they then tried to say, oh, we didn't know that we're not supposed to use our own email. Really? So it's, and I think because we have been here before, I think so many people are just looking at these scandals and being like, oh, shut up. (laughs) You You
0: You would hope, right?
2: I think the only people that are believing this stuff and think that it's this huge thing there are already people who've decided who they're voting for. These are not right. undecided voters right I think right. you're right there's right. so many
0: less undecided right. voters. but what does piss me off, Sarah and I think you noticed this too it, it, whenever one of these things bubbles to the surface like like the Haberman's or the Ken Vogels like they want to jump on it, you can tell like like maybe they'll float some tweets real quick without any context now they're getting pushback on it. And they're like, oh, no, 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 I, no. I was just saying that, oh, okay, no, yeah, you're right. It does sound shady, but, like, I think they want to make these things a scandal if they could.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and honestly, I think that they would come out with as much, as many child porn accusations as they could. I think they would accuse Dr. Biden of being, you know, having child porn if they could. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, because it's just so ridiculous that they keep pushing this, and that seems to be the one topic that they're so obsessed with. Well, that, and that ties in with all the
0: QAnon stuff.
2: Exactly. And what frustrates me is you hear all of these stories from um, people who are doing sex trafficking work, who are trying to, you know, shut down sex trafficking rings, who are trying to, um, you know, do investigations to stop it, and they are being overburdened. With these conspiracy theories that they have to then investigate. And it's taking them away from doing legitimate investigations to help stop, stop sex trafficking. Well, sure. So as, these our, people as, are our, making as our friend it work, Michael
0: Hobbs of uh, Huffington Post would tell you, uh, sex trafficking is not usually what you think it is in the classical sense either.
2: Exactly. And it's so, oh, it pisses me off so much because it's such a big issue. And I know that law enforcement, you know, some of these people who are doing um, this kind of work are they're just they're overburdened by these these conspiracy theories. And it's taking away from us actually doing things to help stop sex trafficking. So they're making things worse. And I don't don't get how that is.
1: I don't think they care about that at all.
2: Well, you see, there was an interesting interview that MSNBC did with one of the QAnon believers where she was like really, really emotional, um almost in tears talking about how scared she was for children. <laughs> and I get that. Like I totally get this idea of she lives you know, on people Facebook. Who yeah.
3: Are,
2: yeah, and there are a lot of people who are um like women and their children who are trying to emigrate to the United States who are then being manipulated and 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 kidnapped and put into sex trafficking rings and um if this woman genuinely cares about helping save the lives of these women and children then why is she doing this you know like she's yeah. it, they don't understand they've there are a lot of people who are very easily convinced by the emotional aspect of this and when and nobody is telling them you know here are the facts here's what here's what Your beliefs in these conspiracy theories are doing to actually hurt more children than help.
1: Well, and if I can, I can relate. Like if I watched or listened to or read those stories on QAnon, and I was, you know, a person who would could believe that. If I took that then as a sincerely held belief that this was really happening, I would be so upset. Right. I would be banging on the drum to go get these people. Right. If I really like if she truly believed and it sounds like she did what she had read on QAnon was true, like she really believed that that was true. Of course, she's crying because in her mind, all of this sex trafficking is going on behind closed doors among powerful people and no one's doing anything about it, which I think is true. I just think it's not those people. Right, right. Exactly. But I get why exactly. she's super upset. If you believe that, anybody would be super upset.
0: Let me ask you another question about the future of QAnon, because, you know, it does. It doesn't look like, uh, you know, baby Jesus willing that the Republicans are going to control any of the branches of government except for the Supreme Court in a few months. But there are going to be full on QAnon representatives elected to Congress. What is that going to look like?
2: That's going to be the best thing in the world for Democrats. You think? Honest to God. This woman is going to get... She's going to be the source of Democratic fundraising for the next two years. You're
0: talking about Marjorie Greene in in Georgia. Yes.
2: Um, And I think... um, I think one thing that will happen is she's going to have a really rude awakening when she actually comes to Congress and finds out that nothing is actually happening that she thinks is happening.
0: Yeah, but, the, um, but I guess my point is the scary part is like these people are talking about, you know, shooting congressmen who were hiding the kids and all this other shit. Like, is, is she going to come packing to the floor of Congress or urge other people to or urge the militia people to show up at the Capitol like they do in Michigan? That, that's the kind of stuff I'm wondering about.
2: I honestly would not be surprised if she did. Um, That will not go over well because um, the Capitol police don't play. D.C. police have been sued so many times that they're not going to do anything nefarious or stupid, which is why you saw the Park police beating the hell out of people, um, you know, in Black Lives Matter Square. It wasn't Mm -hmm. typically the D.C. police because they have been sued into, you know, not having any funding. Right. Um, the Capitol police really do not have the restrictions that most police department ha- departments have. They can kind of do whatever the hell they want. And it's not like um,
0: restrictions stop cops anyway, but that's another story.
2: Right, and they they very much do whatever they help, the hell they want. Um, they they will not just arrest you for protesting and then you know drive you around the block and let you out. They genuinely will like book you and you know mm. take. Jane Fonda to, to jail um, and do a mugshot shot. So, um, in this case, if someone shows up at the Capitol to uh, with a gun, they're going to shoot them. Like it's, they're not going to think twice about it. So, if Marjorie Taylor okay. Green and all these all of her buddies decide to stage a coup, um, it's not going to go over very well for her. And I think too, anytime um,
1: sounds super dangerous, but all right.
2: Yeah, and I mean, it, it absolutely is super dangerous. And any um, for anybody who works on Capitol Hill or lives on Capitol Hill, it's going to get bad. Um, you know, and it's going to be sooner rather than later. But I think, um, you know, once once they start realizing that police are not going to let them do whatever they want, I think hopefully that will calm it down a little bit. Um, but I just, you know, it's, it's amazing to me that people have, Have this idea in their head that they That the cops are so much On their side that the cops Will look the other way when people break the law They have a lot of reason
1: to believe That that's true
2: But I think when you show up Like anybody who shows up to to Congress with a weapon it doesn't matter They don't ask you what your party is Or if you're a Trump supporter They will shoot you
1: Yeah Well that's a unique police department
2: And it's really just because they are, they're really, um, they're, they're more lawless than they should be, frankly, like they, they shoot first and ask questions later. And it's interesting because the, the secret service are not trained that way. The secret service are trained that if you pull your weapon, then it's because you intend to fire And they are really careful about not killing somebody who is doing something stupid. They're, they will name them, you know, they'll shoot them in the leg, but their goal is always to arrest first um, instead of shoot people. And I don't think, I mean, if somebody shows up with a gun at the Capitol, I don't think the Capitol police will do it that way. Um, The DC police are a whole other matter, right? Like they're, they're going to ask you know should, what do we what do we do? When should we arrest them? Should we tackle them? Should we? You know, they're and then the people are gone because they're too busy talking about it but because they're paranoid. They're scared. I get it. Um, I like my police department that way. Yeah, because they don't attack protesters.
0: <laughs> right.
2: You know, it's interesting. Um, my my boyfriend has a client who he won't tell me who it is. Who thinks uh-huh. that like they're already preparing for a civil war. Oh. Happened in Washington.
0: Oh, good. That sounds. Yeah.
2: And he, his dad, has been on his ass about leaving town ahead of the election. Jeez. And my uh, aunt's daughter-in-law's brother was just deployed to Washington. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's. I don't think that these people are totally ridiculous.
2: In um, in Virginia, there are Trump supporters like doing donuts and parking lots and waving flags and um, they've got their guns out and everything and it's freaking people out yeah
0: well let's um, let's talk about what the Supreme Court is going to look like Um, obviously Barrett is about to be officially confirmed it'll be 6-3 Roe v. Wade is going to be on the docket a bunch of voting rights stuff will Biden expand the court will he not I don't necessarily have a good sense and I'm always sort of cautious that it could be like the Roosevelt thing where the Supreme Court might be a little cautious in going too far too fast and sort of forcing Biden's hand into expanding the court Um, I don't know I just want your thoughts in general on what the Supreme Court is going to look like and how to mitigate everything that's coming if we can
2: um So I think it's going to be really disastrous for a while. I do believe that John Roberts is, um, because he is more of a, he's turned into kind of this like stability manager, you know, where it's like, he doesn't want, it seems like he doesn't want the court to be, um, you know doing crazy drastic things That swing the laws one way or another And um which I Appreciate um It's strange but I appreciate It and I don't know that he will have The power and control To continue to do that anymore Um and yeah, I mean think, I think
1: it used to be about his legacy And now he's outnumbered Yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly
0: yeah he doesn't have and, the power To be that swing vote anymore
2: Right. Um, I wonder how Neil Gorsuch will appear because he's supposed to be the most moderate of all of the crazy Republicans. Um ish. <laughs> it right. It's it's weird that he has his, his issues, mostly sovereignty for Native Americans is a big issue for him.
1: And religious um, freedom. He's all about it.
2: Um but he doesn't seem to care about LGBT people or uh, women's rights. So, um, the thing that I honestly wonder is I wish that there were, I wish that there was a group that could start looking at the, um, the judges that have been appointed by the Trump administration, um, from the Supreme court on down Mm -hmm. to particularly the ones that were, um, uh, the bar association uh, you know, didn't like and gave bad ratings yeah, to instead weren't experienced. Right. Exactly. I, I wish that somebody could start um, really following the legal careers of those folks and their um, and, and what they're doing in terms of that are this unethical for a judge to do and start actually looking at impeachment for some of these judges. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: one of the things you hear a lot about uh, Brett Kavanaugh is all of the justices hate him. Really? They think he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he, every Everybody on the court, even the Republicans, just think that he's an idiot.
0: Even Thomas? Um, there's no opinion about anything?
2: I don't know about Thomas. Nobody really talks about Thomas anymore um, because, you know, he's such a complete waste of time. Yeah. But, um, but most of the Republicans on the court, um, particularly Roberts, just thinks that he's the biggest fool in the world and they they basically shun him and mock him and that's uh, good but they'll vote so with him yeah I wonder if this is one of those things where um, it would be how hard it would be to to get rid of Kavanaugh
3: mm.
2: um, yeah I mean we would really have to dive into some ethics Violations <sighs> ethics violation. Um there is plenty to go after Thomas on for ethics violations, oh sure so with his wife yeah to get him to get rid of him. I don't know why we haven't done that, but at this point i if we don't want us to uh uh to bring in another justice um which I think would be completely legitimate if we wanted to yeah, um me too. And honestly, I think that they should. Like, I don't understand why the court is this small. Um, There needs to be more justices, and I would say from a a larger array of geographic regions. Like, yes, I would love to see more women and people of color, but I would love to have people on the court who are not just from New England, people who actually understand what's going on in the rest of the country and um, understand the issues that, you know, the fact that Neil Gorsuch knows about Native American sovereignty, like that alone is huge. Like, Oh, look, somebody actually knows about, you know, Native American laws and, um, and the, the actual laws that are uh, treaties that the U S has made with native, um, communities. So just stuff like that. I know that these are all very except for Kavanaugh and Talbot, obviously all very smart people who, you know, went through, um, law school and they've been on the bench but um, they really just don't they only deal with the cases that are presented before their court and they don't have a lot of issues like that mm. um, so I mean I think Amy Coney Barrett is she's just a wretched human being who um, you know like the the stories about the crazy cult that she believes in And um, the fact that she's a strict They call her a strict constitutionalist And that she believes <laughs> Founding constitution Which would mean that she doesn't believe Yeah,
0: she doesn't have a vote
2: Yeah, that she doesn't have a vote and So she why is can't she be even, a justice Exactly So why is she even in this position If she doesn't believe it in her own right I to I used vote? to
1: say that about Clarence Thomas Like how can you be a strict constitutionalist And hold a seat on the Supreme Court because yeah. the Constitution would not, you're still three-fifths of a human being, so you definitely don't have the right to vote, much less to sit on the Supreme Court.
2: So I i really wish people would start asking these questions to these justices, and I was so furious that Democrats didn't go there um, during the hearings. Yeah, no. yeah.
0: Well, you had friggin' Feinstein hugging Graham and talking about what a wonderful process this
2: was. <laughs> so, like, oh my God, right? Why is she in office anymore? I know,
0: she's, she's gotta go enough. You know, I've defended these old hats a long time because a lot of times they do know what they're doing and they, they can play the long game, but I think I've, I've had enough of Steny about. Hoyer, I've had enough of Diane Feinstein, you know
2: away. No we would still
0: need Pelosi to an extent, but like, yeah, we, we <laughs> enough, enough, you know, and then what Leahy did with the blue slips and that, how that screwed us, like, it, like they are still, they still believe we're in this sort of age of potential bipartisan compromise that's been dead for at least 10 years. Right.
2: Yeah. And I don't get it. Like how, where, what world are you living in that you don't know that, you know, it's changed? How have you missed that?
0: Well, they mistakenly believe if, if they're the ones that respect norms and traditions, that eventually the voters will reward them for that. But there's been no evidence of that in the last three or four elections. So yeah, I I don't know. It it really drives me crazy. And that was the last straw. Even, even... Well, like
1: half of them just pretend like Trump's not the president. And you're like, it's a different fucking world Yeah Completely yeah. now Like It already was But now It's over
0: I mean even the old farts Had to like Come to Feinstein And be like Dude What are you doing Like
1: Yeah yeah.
0: You know, Chuck Schumer, Schumer Had to, the had to give
2: Act. her a talking to. <laughs> like,
0: yeah like, Man
2: if Chuck Schumer Is trying to tell you That you're doing something wrong As a Democrat Then you know Something's bad <laughs>
0: Yeah, if she, if she come January is still holding these committee head chair positions, I'll just be beside myself. Like, come on! Yeah, what that's what
2: I am. I'm gonna be furious because she'll be the judiciary chair, and I don't think that she has any business being the chair. Uh, we can't trust her.
0: No, no.
2: Well, so I don't know. It's frustrating and. Um, it's exactly what you know. People say elections have consequences. Mm-hmm. We knew that this might happen, and here we are. And what that is that it's going to be a lot of Trump supporters that are hurt by this.
0: Well, oh, they don't, you know.
2: you know. they're the ones that are going to lose health insurance. They're the ones that are going to have no ability to, um, you know, have access to women's clinics. They're going. These are the people that um, are going to face the brunt of this.
1: I heard that uh, Borat's new movie, which is like a continuation of the original Borat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he goes into a pregnancy crisis center, supposedly. And yeah. he's got a young girl with him, and he tells the counselor at the pregnancy crisis center multiple times that this is my daughter and I got her pregnant. <laughs> And the crisis pregnancy worker is like, I don't want to hear that. Stop saying that. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here now. We just need to focus on the fact that she's pregnant and not worry about how it came to pass, essentially. Yeah. Um, Which just proves like they don't give a fuck about pregnant women. Not that we needed further proof of that, but like. There is someone telling you that this girl is coming to what she thinks is an abortion clinic because she has an incest baby in her, and you're like, oh, well, don't worry
2: about it. Like, oof. Isn't there... Aren't there laws about what you have to report to police? Well, they're not
1: technically... Subject to those? No, because they aren't really anything, right? They're just like a building with people in it that, like... (laughs)
0: Ma- exempt, <laughs> they
1: masquerade as something, but they aren't actually that thing. So I don't know what their reporting requirements actually are. Because they're
0: not, they're not actually giving any treatment as far no. as the law is concerned?
1: No. They're not legitimate medical providers. They're not actually providing any kind of treatment. They're just like people sitting in a building. So it's like the same as if I were to give Travis advice and he were to tell me like, oh... Well, I guess even I, as a citizen, I don't know how that works.
2: But anyway, I don't know. But I don't think they have the why same do we not have? Why do we not have pro-choice protesters outside of Crisis Pregnancy Center My God. holding up signs? My saying, God. This is not an
1: abortion clinic?
2: This is not a real doctor? This, these are not, not real are doctors? There are no doctors behind these walls? You know,
0: that's a really good idea, Sarah.
2: There are a whole lot of, of things that I wish people would be protesting yeah, but not among them, right?
0: Well, I guess since we brought up Borat, we would be remiss if we haven't talked about Rudy, <laughs> Rudy's alleged shirt tuck.
2: So I saw the I saw the um, the whole clip. I haven't watched the movie. Yeah, I haven't the I haven't even seen the whole clip. But last night, um, or no, it was this morning. I opened up Twitter, and the first thing that I saw was then zoomed in on the mirror in that hotel room. Yeah. Which showed the reflection of Rudy laying down on the bed and the girl, like basically being, you know, on top of him and his hand down his pants. And I was just like, Oh God, this is not what I need to see first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much. Yeah. I need to like lay back down for a minute. Uh,
3: and
2: I just, it's, and I love the fact that he then said, well, this is only coming up now because um I'm going after Hunter Biden. Like, Dude, you filmed this four months ago. Yeah. Well before any of any of this ever happened. So this is not, you know, retaliation for anything. This is crap that you were doing, you know, months ago thinking that it was totally fine for you to have a fifteen year old girl with her hand down your pants. Yeah, it's unclear whether at that
0: moment he thought she was fifteen or you know, there's some murkiness around that. But certainly the fact that a, that a young journalist like coaxes him into a bedroom and then he very clearly seems to grab his dick. I mean, yeah. make of it what you will, folks. I don't know what to tell you. If you're OK with that, then great. If you think this is a credible person who ma- manages, manages to find magical Hunter Biden laptops, that's your business. That's your choice. That's the president's lawyer. You know, Do with it what you will.
2: I'm surprised that he hasn't called, uh, that he didn't call Alan Dershowitz to come and get
0: him a talk. <laughs> right? Dershowitz. Is, Dersh is sweating bullets as, you know, they grill uh, Ghislaine Maxwell more and more, which is another thing that happened. Would, they, they released all her testimony and it was all denial of everything, which is no surprise to anybody.
2: And all the damn names were redacted. And all
0: the names were redacted, although you can pretty easily figure out which ones are Bill Clinton and which ones are Prince Andrew and which ones are Donald Trump, right? Yeah. Although it doesn't say anything because she denies anything. She denies everything. Right. So, okay. You know, is it true that, like, Bill Clinton was on the island from these days to this she says no? not
1: going to ask her questions about people that they don't have evidence that were there. Which is why the name is exactly. redacted, right? Yeah. So they're not gonna be like, Was Ronald McDonald on the island? <laughs> you know. Right. They're not gonna ask her questions unless they know for a fact they have video, they have photograph, they have whatever evidence.
0: Yeah, they're yeah. That she's Abil just Clinton gonna
1: stonewall. As
0: long as she can was
1: on the island so that they can ask her knowing the answer. And they're she's not perjuring
0: herself, but ask
1: her questions that they don't already know the answer to, so they can just catch How? her in lies.
0: I guess perjury is the least How of her concerns you? right now.
1: And you can't really purge perj- I-, I mean it depends. Is this a deposition? Is this just being interviewed by the police? I think it was a deposition. Yeah, it's harder. But
2: has right. the queen not just completely shoved Prince Andrew into a closet at this point? I know. <sighs> yeah. I mean, she she has she
0: actually has a long history. We've been listening to a podcast about Princess Diana of has a long history of looking the other way when the royals do really skeezy awful shit, so yeah. it's not that surprising yeah it's sort of a Catholic Church mentality it's like just let's weird just push it this is sweep so it under the rug
1: for them but they don't care I guess yeah They're, no it's like I said it's like to. the
0: Catholic Church thing sweep it under the rug and hope it goes away
1: and will. yeah yeah and usually it does
0: right and and usually it does so. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever find out the full truth in terms of all the famous people who were on Epstein Island doing awful shit. Like we'll have rumors. We'll have innu- innuendo. We'll have third hand accounts. I don't know if we'll really get everything. I think Kislaine Maxwell and will rot in jail and kill herself before revealing everything. Just like Epstein did. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe the jury will be out on that forever. All right. Well, anything else you want to talk about before you have to jet, Sarah?
2: Oh, gosh. I don't know. I mean, I think um, I can't decide if it's going to be scary after the election or not. Oh,
0: it'll be scary either way. Let's let's face it. Like, whoever wins, it's going to be fucking scary. We're still going to have COVID. We're still have people denying COVID. We're going to have crazy QAnon people. We're going to have crazy Trump supporters. Let me just tell you,
1: it's going to be scary
2: either way. Well, I know, though. I mean, I have kind of like a different view for what I consider to be scary. Like, I think about, is it going to be like the, um, you know, the protests that turned violent and fires were lit? Or is it going to be like a whole bunch of Trump people coming into town with guns? And that's a totally different world. Like, I don't care if you break out windows. Yeah. I don't care, you know, like if you set cars on fire. Um, no, if I'm he sure loses, do but
1: or has to concede. Let's say he imagine that he loses and concedes, which is imagining a lot. Right.
3: Um.
1: I think that's almost the scariest in terms of people with guns, because that'll be the militias, the white supremacists, the Trump supporters,
0: and we know they've been planning to kidnap governors and shit.
1: Yeah, like right. that'll be that. That. that'll be real bad, um, real scary,
2: uh, and that's what I'm the most afraid of. And yeah. I've heard that there are people there. There are people that have been deployed. Um, uh, my aunt's daughter-in-law's brother um, was deployed from Texas and is already in Washington. Yeah. Um, so oh, I know that yeah.
1: Yeah. they're preparing
2: for this. But yeah. he was told. Interestingly, he was told that it's because they're afraid of Black Lives Matter. And my boyfriend who does um, consulting with um, some of the government um, agencies um, from his firm um, have said that they're more concerned about the Trump supporters if Trump loses. As you should be. So I think it's interesting. I, mean, I just think it's interesting that they're both telling different stories.
1: Well, of course the army and law enforcement um, are going to try to pin this on the people that they already don't like. Um, right? That's the Black Lives Matter people. Yeah. So they're going to be like, well, you just never know, right? And the thing about our people is that we don't create violence. No. We don't hurt people. Yeah, we, don't, we don't come heavily armed. No, we don't hurt people. We program. There might be some property damage um, and there might be some obstruction, but violence has never on the table. The only violence that occurs, uh, during a protest of black lives matter or any of the coh- cohorts is police violence.
0: Mm-hmm. Or in this case, it's, it's a boogaloo boy saying, ah, I'm black lives matter. And then smashing out of buildings windows to start a riot mm-hmm. as we just found out. Right. T-
1: but today. most of the violence is police violence against the yeah. protesters.
2: And I mean, the thing with the DC protesters is when they saw people committing violence, they would grab them and drag them to the police and say, you know, here's the guy who just set this fire. Right. Um, Well, fires, but yes. Yeah. Um, No, because that's
1: not the plan. Right. And so don't fuck up the plan. And so, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I loved that they were doing that. And I love that it actually got captured on video. Um, because it proves that, you know, this is not the, and the thing that the FBI was testifying about is that a lot of the violence that was happening and a lot of the destruction that was happening in these, in these, um, protests were opportunists and anarchists and not necessarily black lives matter people. Mm -hmm. And I wish that message actually got out more because I hate that black lives matter has been, Attacked and smeared like this because that's not what the movement's about. Yeah, but I think
0: either way, it's going to be scary, right? If if Trump loses, we we talked about if Trump scare quotes wins, which will obviously be because of shenanigans, like we will show up to protest it, whatever good that'll do, and the other side will show up to quote counter protest it, and everybody will be really pissed, and that's obviously an explosive situation.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then on a positive note. I would say if you haven't seen the black eyed peas and Jennifer Hudson's video for um, where's the love mixed in with the Joe Biden speech, it's really beautiful and amazing and affirming. Um, It's not as good as yes we can. Mm -hmm. um, But it, it, I feel like it's, it's moving in that it's not all about Biden. so much as it's about Biden's message of racial equality. And, um, and that i think is
1: really beautiful okay i'll try that
3: all
0: right well i think we'll leave it at that um sarah thank you so much um i don't know if it's exactly the nice uplifting closing message going into the uh election <laughs> that our listeners may have wanted but you know us keeping it real right um go vote yeah it's go vote yeah I know a lot of you especially the young people have your Um, Mail votes sitting on your coffee table Fill the fucking thing out already
1: I know it's hard You don't have to like it Just fucking do it You're an adult Just do it Yeah Just fucking vote
0: Alright, thank you so much, Sarah We'll be in touch, obviously And uh, whatever the world looks like After this is over We'll reconnect (laughs) And talk about it Perhaps from our bunkers Um, You know, but Yeah So be it. All right. Um, This has been Sarah Burse of rawstory.com. Check out her columns and all her stuff. Um, I have been Travis. I'm Rachel. Stay active. Stay tuned. Stay involved. Hunker down. Go
1: fucking vote.
0: Go vote. Try not to get COVID. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Really appreciate it.